My name is John Cullen, and I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and curling. It's the story of Broomgate, how a single broom, yes, a broom, turned friends into foes and almost killed the 500-year-old sport of curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate, available now. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello and welcome to Episode 8 of Let's Make a Rom-Com. What you're about to hear is a reading of our romantic comedy movie script. Yes, his ex-girlfriend is Salma Hayek. A few things before we start. First, if you're new here and wondering how we came up with the story you're about to listen to, you should head back to Episode 1. It'll be fun, I promise. Second, this episode is unlike the previous ones. We're not riffing and learning how to write. This episode is the result of that where all the riffing and learning has led to. If you want some more riffing, don't worry. There's one more episode after this where we talk about how we think the project went and we're brutally honest about it. Third, a lot has changed since we started down this path, from Catalina's job to Greg's previous romances. All that to say, this project is constantly evolving. So what you're gonna hear is where the project stands today. And finally, as we mentioned earlier this season, this is a pitch presentation, not a full screenplay. That means what you're about to hear isn't going to be a 90-minute movie with every scene played out in full. Instead, Mark, Ryan, and I will be walking you through the story, and it will be enhanced with scenes played out by performers. And speaking of our performers, because the script we've been working on all season has been so personal, we wanted to put it in the hands of the people we trust the most. I mean, all season long, we've been talking about our own romantic lives. We've dug up old love letters and relived first dates and heartbreaks. As luck would have it, all three of us have significant others who are incredibly talented performers. So it felt like a nice idea to cast them in the reading. My boyfriend Malik Elisel plays Greg, Ryan's girlfriend Lily Baudouin plays Catalina, and Mark's wife Anita Rochon plays Catalina's ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend, Breath. And since this is a pitch, that makes you the studio executive. Picture it. You're in a huge corner office looking over the Hollywood Hills. You have one of those things on your desk with the steel balls that clang together. Your assistant comes in, refills your cucumber water, and tells you that your 11 o'clock is here, the rom-com writers. Send them in, you say, and Mark, Ryan, and I enter the office. There are a few handshakes and introductions. I'm such a big fan, you say. And then you sit down, and we settle into our pitch. Our story begins with a spirited young woman named Catalina. She's wild and fun and fiercely independent, but that wasn't always the case. For most of her life, she struggled to see her own value, which manifested in dating a string of, let's say, underachievers. And she worked a dead-end job she hated. On her 27th birthday, she quit that job and began a new life following her bliss. Now... She wears many hats and works many gigs. She walks dogs, does a bit of graphic design, even some sign language interpretation. Sometimes she performs children's entertainment on a pirate ship with her ex-boyfriend and current roommate, Mark. All right, which kid is the birthday boy? That blonde kid that somehow looks like a bureaucrat. That's a kid? He's wearing suspenders. Anyways, for the finale, are you going to spray me with a water cannon or push me overboard? Why not both? Hmm. 
Catalina is happy, but a bit stuck. She's still single as all hell. And to make matters worse, Mark has an intense relationship with his girlfriend, Breath, who's always over. Is that a new top? No, I've had it for years. You probably just think it's new because I got a haircut and I look good. That was the next thing I was going to compliment. Your new haircut looks amazing. Interesting. I didn't get a haircut. Maybe I thought that because I just got a haircut. On your own? No, you did not. Guys, you need to get out of my room. But then Catalina meets Greg. It's a busy Friday night in Chicago. People are eating hot dogs and rushing across the street to get their dinner reservations. Catalina stumbles out of a restaurant holding up a short young man who's super drunk. Okay, do you still have a phone? We could call you an Uber or... I'll be the walk. <clears throat> no, you're not. Don't worry. I won't be walking alone because you're coming home with me. To have sex and then eat pizza pocket. No, I'm not. Are you sure? I'm 50-50, honestly. Catalina's drunk date suddenly takes a dramatic tumble and knocks into a handsome, put-together man named Greg. You okay, buddy? Oh, I skimmed my fucking knee! Here, I I keep a Band-Aid in my wallet. That's so nice. Thank you. He puts the Band-Aid very gently on the tiny cut on this man's knee. Oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. In front of my date. Hello. Oh, she looks nice. I'm sure she won't hold it against you. It's true. She is nice. Oh, thanks, guys. A taxi! Okay, buddy. Uh, do you know where you live? Yeah. It's on my driver's license. Good stuff. Are you coming too? Pizza pockets. Not tonight, but thank you for the offer. Anytime. Bye! Hi. Hi. With pizza on the brain, Catalina buys Greg a slice to thank him for helping her with her bad date. So what do you do? Are you like an EMT or something with your band-aids? No, I, um, I run my family's grocery store. A grocer? I love groceries. I try to get them once a week, but usually I go twice a week because I forget something. Like, Cheez-Its. What do you do? Oh. Greg, let me tell you, I am what we say in the labor market to be a transient person. I accrue rent and then pay my landlord that rent, and then the next month, I do it again. And is that where you met Mr. Date? Down at the docks or something? Mr. Date? Well, I saw you, and I was like, this woman has been catfished. What? No. What are you talking about? He's cool. He sells bulbs and tubers for perennial plants. He has his own business. It's called Uber Tubers. We met at a wine tasting. Was he drunk there, too? Yeah, yeah, for sure. What were you up to before you saved me? I don't know if I saved you. I saved a very nice, drunk young man who needed a (laughs) Band-Aid. My uh, ex was hosting a charity event. We're pretty close friends still, so I went to support her. Mm, That's nice. I think it's nice when people are still close with their exes. Me too. This is foreshadowing. After their impromptu pizza date, Greg and Catalina exchange numbers and engage in some belabored, flirty texting. Okay, how about this? Hey, I saw a piece of pizza today, and it reminded me of that time that we hung out. Are you interested in doing that again? Where did you see a piece of pizza? I don't know how to do this. Was it alone, like on the street? 
Just a loose piece of pizza? No, I, I didn't see a piece of pizza, Mark. I'm just trying to... Oh my god, he's calling me. It's like cheese? Hello? Oh my god, he called her! Long story short, they decide to meet up for coffee and that evening find themselves wandering the busy streets of Chicago. Have you always known that you wanted to take over the family grocery store? I don't remember making the decision, which either means I never decided to or it's always been something that I knew would happen. My sisters weren't going to do it, and I can't imagine it not being in the family, so when my dad passed away, I just thought that the next... Hey, you there! Just then, a street performer calls out to them. He's wearing a shirt that says Zeta Trigonometry and a head mic attached to a mini-amp on his chest. What's your favorite two-digit number? 24. Great. So what we're going to do is we're going to add those two digits together. Whoa, crazy, right? Okay. I'm so sorry. You were telling me something very important, and then I engaged with a math magician. Uh, That's okay. I'm impressed with how quick you were with the number. Now, I'm going to carry the three up to the top. Oh, boy, that's one heavy three. Do you want to keep talking about your dad's passing? No, I want to stand here and see how this plays out. So back to the math, abraca, algebra, what do we have? Wait, that's not right. Okay, you know what? Uh, We're just going to take a quick five, six, seven, eight, those are numbers, and uh, I'll be right back with a little bit more working magic. As they get to know each other better, differences in their personalities start to surface. Catalina helps Greg be a little more adventurous. This is a muff diver. Most people have it on their 21st birthday. It's a shot with whipped cream in it, but here's the catch. You can't use your hands. And Greg helps Catalina be a little more level-headed. This is a tax return. Most people file them every year. But here's the catch. If you don't, you go to prison. Even though they're both busy, they continue to find time for one another as their romance blossoms. I dare you to climb into the statue of Abraham Lincoln's arms and pretend that he's carrying your unconscious body. I dare you to do the dishes in your sink. All right. If you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. No, don't. There's a park cop over there. Well, now I'm definitely going to do it. Before Greg knows it, Catalina has crawled up Abraham Lincoln's body and has placed herself in his arms. She flops her head back and her arms go limp. It looks like he's rushing her lifeless body somewhere. The park cop makes a beeline for them. Ma'am? I need you to step down from the sculpture immediately. Yeah, sorry, she's coming down. It's all good. All good? Are you aware that the maximum penalty for criminal mischief is a $5,000 fine and two years in prison? Fifth Amendment! I was not aware of that, Your Honor. Did you hear that, Catalina? We should probably go. Fifth Amendment! Are you aware that I could have you arrested right now? Fifth Amendment! Taking out my notebook. Okay, all right, all right. That's what I thought. That was a rush. You didn't do anything. Greg and Catalina are falling in love. They have their first kiss in an ATM vestibule. They have their first sleepover at Greg's parents' cottage. And their first trip to the ER when Catalina sprains her wrist falling off of a bus. They learn about each other's families. It's clear Greg is close with his. Love you, Mama. Feel better. Check your doorstep. I dropped off some soup. It's clear Catalina is not. Yeah, I gotta go, Dad. It's hard to hear you. I recently dropped my phone in a bowl of yogurt. Overall, it's going great. Then one fateful day, Breath informs Catalina that she recognizes Greg. 
How's it going with Greg? Yeah, so good, actually. He's not the type of guy I would ever really see myself dating, but it's working. I'm really happy. What did he say about dating Salma Hayek? Breath, why would he say anything about dating Salma Hayek? Because he dated Salma Hayek. And I think maybe a senator? But I could be confusing them with someone else. You could be confusing Greg with someone else or the senator. Oh, no. Greg definitely dated Salma Hayek. I just can't remember who else. Okay. You need to get out of my room. After a quick four-hour Google rabbit hole, Catalina confirms that her hunky new boyfriend did in fact date Salma Hayek, Miss Chicago, and a slew of other famous and or rich women. Try as she might to be chill, over the following weeks, Catalina finds herself fishing for Greg to tell her that he dated Salma. New message. Hey Greg, I'm just getting off work. Let's do a movie tonight. Something easy. You know, like, uh, like Frida, or Desperado, or, uh, Spy Kids 3. Next message. Hey Greg, picking up some takeout for us. I'm getting Lebanese unless, I don't know, unless you wanted Mexican? Uh, God, I wish there was a fusion of the two. Wouldn't that be awesome? Let me know if that sparks any thoughts for you. She finds herself talking to everyone about it, except the one person she should. The thing is, is that she's someone that I know. If there's an ex that I had that he would know of, I would probably bring it up. Oh, would I not? It's just a fun fact. Why wouldn't he tell me a fun fact? He knows I love fun facts. Sorry, what was your question? Was regular milk okay, or did you want almond? Oh, um, do you have cashew? I had something crazy happen to me today. I saw a guy who I thought was Conan O'Brien, but he was just a redhead. It reminds me, celebrities are just like us. Have you ever been reminded of that in, like, a funny, interesting way? Ever? What? Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Did you say Sama Hayek? No, I said I'm getting a kayak. Oh. Wait, you bought a kayak? You're not going to use that. You're not athletic. We live on a lake. Why would I not have a kayak? Catalina, you're not being very supportive of Mark's kayak dream. Be present with him in his ambition. Oh, good. Brett's here. I agree. It is good I'm here. Where are you going to put the kayak? In the bathroom. What? It wants to be near water. Okay, You guys are annoying me so much. Mark, of course, but what did I do? You told me Greg dated Selma Hayek. Now I'm obsessed with Selma Hayek. Do you know she had a role in the 2016 movie Sausage Party? Because I did. Is that why you're dyeing your hair black? We see that Catalina has gloves on, and there's a box of Sultry Mama jet black hair dye on the counter. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I wanted to look more polished. Wait, Greg dated Selma Hayek? I thought he just dated the celebrity chef with the big boobs. What? What celebrity chef? Oh, he dated Selma for way longer than her. Ah. I'm dying. So, what'd he say about it when you asked him? I didn't ask him. What? She didn't ask him. 
Well, well, well. Suddenly, a kayak in the bathroom doesn't seem like such a big deal. Okay. You know what? Why don't you guys just back off and take your weird little icky codependent thing back into Mark's room? Oh, or better yet, why not stay at Brett's place for once? Just get out of my face. Catalina storms out, leaving an awkward silence in her wake. I'm airbnb my place. I'm in love with you. <laughs> Is there any ginger in this ginger carrot soup? It tastes like carrot water. Did you date Selma Hayek? Yes. Wow. Does that bother you? Did you date Lady Gaga? I did. And a senator? No, she was a state senator. So, actually, yes. I know what you're thinking, but Greg is not a star fucker. He just considers himself very lucky in love. And he still does with Catalina. I don't feel well. Greg met Selma when she came into his grocery store when he was but a young man. Since then, through his friendship with Selma, he was able to meet various rich, famous, and or successful women. And though he valued these relationships, he never met anyone he felt as strongly about as Catalina. I can't believe you haven't told me this. You tell me everything. You told me that you had metal teeth as a child. I just don't like to name drop. I'm, I'm sorry, I, sh- I should have told you. I, you. You probably feel weird. Where did you meet these people? Where does anyone meet anyone, you know? No. No, I don't know. Also, in the spirit of full disclosure, I once fooled around with Tilda Swinton. You're a grocer! The relationship that once brought Catalina the most ease and confidence in her life now brings her nothing but self-doubt and insecurity. Every choice she makes in the day, her outfit, what she has for breakfast, what she watches, is all tainted. Meanwhile, Greg's store is seeing hard times. Things between them drift from a hard yes to a soft maybe. What once was a giggle is now a sigh. Text from Greg. I am so sorry I can't do tomorrow. Sad face emoji. Something came up at the store. Eggplant emoji. Do you want to reply? Yes, reply. That's fine. Your message to Greg says that's fine. Ready to send? No. Message sent. No. In another relationship milestone, Greg introduces Catalina to his three sisters, who spend the entire time interrogating her about her lack of career. I don't know. They liked you. They did not like me. They were talking to each other with their eyes about me, and it wasn't good. Things finally come to a head on a weekend away at a German-themed hotel experience. Catalina sees that Greg and Selma have been texting. You lied. Catalina, I didn't lie. I just didn't tell you something that I knew would make you upset. That's a nice thing to do. I'm nice. You're texting your ex-girlfriend without telling me. Classic good guy, nice guy behavior. Well, I'll just read you the text. It was nothing. Hey, are you in town this weekend? No, I'm not. I'm going out of town with my girlfriend. But I don't want to hear those. So I'm just not allowed to text her ever? We're friends. It's just weird. She's your ex-girlfriend. You live with your ex-boyfriend. You said that didn't bother you. It doesn't. I'm, I'm just pointing out how hypocritical you're being. It's different, okay? Mark is like a loser. Well, that's a shitty thing to say about your friend. Well, no, I'm just saying that Okay, he's... are we comparing whose exes are cooler? So you're allowed to be friends with an ex if they're not cool. Is that the rule? Oh, God, I just don't think you understand what this feels like. 
after a trail of duds, you're the first cool guy I've ever dated. In your trajectory, it's the opposite. I'm the first dud. In the anamorph between Angelina Jolie and a slug, I'm closer to the slug. I didn't date Angelina Jolie. Huh, good to know. I don't want you to be insecure about this. I want you. I want to make sauerkraut with you and not fight. I, you love sauerkraut. Ironically. I love sauerkraut, ironically. Catalina, stop it. I'm in love with you. No, you aren't. What? Don't say that if you don't mean it. But I do mean it. That's why I said it. Don't you love me too? Of course I do. So why is it so crazy that I love you too? I don't know. I don't feel well. I eat too much sauerkraut. I want to go home. They drive home from the German hotel in awkward silence. When she gets home, Catalina stops returning Greg's calls. She's miserable, and it's affecting her living situation with Mark and Breath. You're bumming us out. We think you should move out. Well, yeah, we do, but you don't have to. Yes, you do. You guys want to come hang out in my room? I got pizza pockets. Greg is miserable, too. He takes long walks by himself and is distracted when coaching his beloved Little League team. He even listens to Mark and Breath's relationship podcast, hoping to hear something about Catalina. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Breathing Into It, a podcast about relationships that work and how they work. Could you turn the gain down on your microphone, please? Then, when things don't seem like they can get any worse, at a catering gig, Catalina runs into Selma Hayek. No. But, much to Catalina's surprise, Selma instantly recognizes her. She knows all about her and Greg. She beckons Catalina to ditch the gig, and the two have an all-night madcap adventure. Hi, welcome to Six Flags After Dark. They go on a Ferris wheel, they eat Chicago popcorn, they flirt with guys to get cigarettes. Selma holds Catalina's hair as she pukes. Selma, you are a national treasure. Here I go again. At 6 a.m., they conclude the night with a heartfelt hug. Selma tells Catalina that Greg will be at her Halloween party on a yacht, and she should come. Catalina says she'll think about it, and she does. All the way until the night of Halloween. Catalina and Mark, dressed as pirates, close up shop on the ship after another day of entertaining children. So, decision time. Are you going to Selma's Halloween party? I don't know. Yes, you do know. Do you want to be with Greg? Yes, I do. Then the only reason not to go was risking embarrassment. And the Catalina I know would never let that stop her. I don't have a costume. You know that you're dressed up like a pirate right now, right? A gorgeous party full of fabulously dressed A-listers as far as the eye can see. And then, boom, the entire boat jostles, sending wines and champagnes flying. Behind them, we see a giant pirate ship. Catalina awkwardly boards the yacht from a plank. She searches the party, wandering through group after group of celebrities dressed as other celebrities. She finally finds Greg, who's wearing a robot costume. Greg! Catalina? I really like Salma. What? I met her at a catering gig, and she's cool and smart, and of course she is, because you're cool and smart. 
My therapist says that I was protecting myself by creating comparisons and running away. By the way, I started seeing a therapist. It's just an hour a week, and the guy's very affordable. His name's Conrad, which, you know, is a name I didn't like before, but now is growing on me, but uh, this is off track. I miss you. I miss you, too. I'm giving up the store. What? No, it's a good thing. Being with you made me realize that I was clinging to a childhood idea of myself. I want to start living in the moment and start doing what I want to do. What do you want to do? He kisses her. I love you. I believe you. They kiss again! Yeah, I love you too. Sorry, saying I believe you is like not a great response to saying I love you. It's perfect. Salma Hayek smiles from the captain's deck and winks at the camera. The couple sail into the sunset, happily ever after. Greg? Jennifer? No, oh, you have got to be kidding me. Girlfriend is Selma Hayek, featuring Lily Baudouin as Catalina, Malik Elsel as Greg, Anita Rochon as Breath, Ronald Dario as Mark, Aaron Reed as Bad Date Guy, Taz Van Rassel as Park Cop, and Kevin Lee as Zeta Trigonometry. Let's Make a Rom-Com is hosted by Ryan Beal, Mark Chavez, and Maddie Kelly. The pitch was written by Ryan Beal, Mark Chavez, and Maddie Kelly, with help from Rebecca Pang. This episode is produced by Max Collins, Dave Shumka, and Chris Kelly. Mixing and sound design by Max Collins and Chris Kelly. The coordinating producer is Lauren Berkovich. Associate producer, Rebecca Pang. For CBC, Jeff Turner is our senior producer. Executive producers are Cecil Fernandez and Chris Oak. And Arif Nurani is the director of CBC Podcasts. Our theme song is written by Chris Kelly and Colin Cowan. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.